Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's podcast from Dublin First Baptist Church in Dublin, North Carolina. We hope you'll be encouraged today as you listen to our message. For more information, please visit our website at www.dublinfbc.org. That's www.dublinfbc.org. Now let's join the congregation of Dublin First Baptist as we listen to the preaching of God's Word. The Lord has changed my message. It's going to be Jeremiah, but it's going to be chapter 18 instead of the rest of the message that I preached earlier. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 18, which is a message of, on, the, on the song that Brother Roscoe sang, Jeremiah 18 is about Jeremiah's visit down to the potter's house. So when you get there, say amen. amen. And uh, you'll be out by 12 o'clock, I assure you. <laughs> no, my watch is here. There's not anybody in the building any more time conscious than I am. But my commitment is to the Lord to be obedient to his spirit. And uh, however that happens to flow. And uh, it's been a long time since I have felt the impression of the Spirit of God to do what we just did. But sometimes when I pastored, we would do things like that. And then the Lord would just move and we would have testimonies. And then we would have people saved. Folks, I'd rather be obedient to the Holy Spirit and His moving than anything else. And uh, Jeremiah 18, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the privilege of being in this place. And now may God the Holy Spirit give guidance and direction to my mind and heart. Minister as only you can. Grant fullness, special anointing, liberty. Minister to every heart in this room. Do what only you can. During these days of transition, give wisdom and direction. The First Baptist Church, Dublin. And now I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, might be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. There was an antique dealer who was traveling out in the country years and years ago, going to see one of his longtime friends that he hadn't seen in a long time. As he is meandering through the country, he looks down and observes his gas gauge, and he sees that before long he must get some gas. He finally runs upon one of those old-time country stores where you can buy 
hoop cheese, even a pickled egg, and those sorts of things. He fills his tank, and as he's going in to pay for his gas, he observes a scrawny, mangy, one-eyed, crippled cat eating what he is sure is its last meal out of a rare antique dish. As he is paying for his gas, he says to the owner, I'll give you $10 for that scrawny, one-eyed, mangy, crippled cat. And the owner says, sold. And then the man said, since I gave you $10 for that cat that will surely die before I get it to the car, I'm sure you won't mind throwing in that dish, will you? And the man said, no way. And the man said, but surely, since I gave you $10 for that cat, you will throw in that dish. No way. They pushed back and forth, back and forth for some time. And the man who bought the cat became a little bit irate and said, but wait, I gave you $10 for that cat that is on its last meal. And the owner said, you're probably right. But because of that cat or that dish, I've sold that cat 20 times already this month. Now, I know you're thinking, what in the earth does that story have to do with you and me? I think we're all in that story. There are a lot of us this morning who are like that man who bought the cat who think we are entitled to something for nothing. We have an entitlement mentality. Now don't get mad at me. But we do. I've been a member of this church for 30 years. I am entitled to that parking spot. I could make all of you mad right now and tell you I'm not going to tell you but I could make all of you mad and tell you but I'm not going to tell you but I could tell you (laughs) that if you want guests to attend this church you better provide some parking out here on front And you folks better park around on back so people can see there's a parking place and park. Now say amen lights. So next Sunday or the Sunday when I come back, there better be five or six parking places out there open. Not for me, but for guests. Folks, I'm as serious as a heart attack. Folks don't know that these parking places are around back. Are y'all listening to me at all? 
you get out there with a sign and hold it up <laughs> and say, park in here. I mean, uh, seriously, do you get my drift? Now, you're laughing about it now. Let's see where you park next week. (laughs) Some of us are like that cat. We're just eat up with selfishness. We read up with all that stuff. Some of us are like that man. No, what's mine is mine. But thank God all of us can be like that rare dish when we have experienced the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Now, when we come to Jeremiah chapter 18, Jeremiah is making a visit to the potter's house. You're all familiar with this story. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there was working something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. There's a couple of thoughts there. First, there is the visit. The visit. Jeremiah may have been to or by this potter's house on other occasions. But there is the place. Look at the place. It is the potter's house. The Lord says to Jeremiah, rise and go to the potter's house. Do you think Jeremiah misunderstood what the Lord said? I don't think so. Let's understand something this morning. That the Lord does not want you and me to be confused about His Word to us. Moreover, the Lord's desire is that you and I know and understand what His will is. Do you believe that? When someone comes to me and says, I just don't know the will of God. I ask them, have you asked him to reveal his will to you? And when they say yes, then I ask them what the problem is internally. Because there's something blocking the channel if I don't know the will of God. The place, the potter's house. Go down the potter's house. Now, Jeremiah didn't argue. Jeremiah didn't say, Lord, are you sure about this? After all, I'm your prophet. I ought to have a larger assignment. I don't want to work with these children. 
I want to do something else. I've graduated. I put in my time. I tell you what, working with children, folks that do that, when they get to glory, are going to be honored more by the Lord than anybody else. I'm serious. I could work with children, youth I could strangle. I mean, you know, I... I I can handle some things, some things I can. But then in this visit, not only the place, but then there's the purpose. Why go down to the potter's house? It says it very plain. There I will cause you to hear my word. Now the Lord could have spoken to Jeremiah anywhere, right? But he says there. Very specific. I am not only going to cause you to hear my word, Jeremiah, I'm going to allow you to see something as you hear me speak. There. And I'm convinced God has a there for every one of his children. He has a there for every one of us. So the inquiry I have for you and me is, am I there? Am I in that there place? There is that place of of power and purpose. Am I there? Am I where God wants me to be? So that's the visit. Now, the second thing that I really want you to notice is the vessel. What happened when he got there? He says he wrought a vessel. Now, three or four things about this vessel. First, look at the making. The making of the vessel. And I went down to the potter's house, verse 3, and there he was making something at the wheel. Now, it's very critical that I don't want you to see this. Who is doing what? Who is he? In verse 3, he is the potter. That's what the song says, right? The maker, the making of the vessel. And he wrought. He is working. The making of the vessel. The making of the vessel required some skill. How many of y'all have ever, y'all, how many of <laughs> my southernness comes up. How many of you have observed a potter making something? Quite skillful, isn't it? I mean, he just does, didn't lump a clay and put it there and then suddenly something comes out. But it's skillful. He wets that clay. The wheel turns. He works, wets, wheel turns. All oh, it takes time to do that. There's skill involved. And then it is special. My wife and I live by an antique dealer 
when I pastored the First Baptist Church of Hernando Beach, Florida, before coming to Fayetteville. Have one piece in our house that is rare. What's the first thing? Have you ever saw Antique Roadshow? When they look at when they look at that, what's the first thing they do? They turn it over and they look for what? They look for the mark. Why? That tells them who made it and when it was made. It's it's special. And this one would have a mark on it. Listen to me real good, folks. You and I are special. And we are to have a mark on us. It is a mark that declares that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. And that Christ is in us. And that Christ lives his life in and through us. But come on down in the text. And you'll see not only the making of the vessel... But secondly, you will see the marring. No, let's look. Yes, it's the marring of the vessel. Verse 4. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. It's marred. Now, notice something. It's marred in the hand of the potter not marred by the hand of the potter. Now, there's a tremendous difference. Now, the clay that this potter used is not the refined clay that the potter uses now. The clay he used was not refined. And he got clay, and as he's working it, Then, when it's getting into shape, it's marred internally and marred by something that is probably small. You agree? If it had been something large, he would have removed it at the beginning, right? Makes good sense. I think it's logical to conclude that had it been something large that he would have removed it at the beginning and not had the issue. It is safe to say that it was internal and something small and as he worked this that the marring became evident internally as he works it. And so it is marred in the hand of the potter. Now folks, every one of us Every one of us has been marred internally by the same thing, and it is called sin. Every one of us marred internally by sin. We don't like to hear it, maybe, but it's biblically true, marred, every one of us. Third thing about this vessel is 
the material of it. It's clay. Nothing expensive. Nothing extraordinary. You know what I have discovered? I have discovered that God uses the ordinary as long as the ordinary is available and yielded. Aren't you glad? I am glad. Clay. Now, when I was a boy, I do remember that far back sometimes. My wife says I'd be a good study because I really don't remember a whole lot about my childhood. But when I was a boy, I do remember that we'd get clay off the creek bank. And we made things called cars and other things. But we'd set them up and the sun would hit them and the next day they'd crack and fall apart because they hadn't been properly fired. Clay. Just ordinary clay. Now what's the point of that? We're all made out of the same stuff. Not a one of us has a bragging right. We're just ordinary dust. Same stuff. Clay. But now the fourth thing, and this is what I want you to get. That's what Brother Roscoe sang about, is the marvel of the vessel. So, thank God, so he made it again. Another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Hallelujah. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Now he could have just thrown that vessel away, but he didn't. But here's what I want you to see, folks. Jere uh, the potter didn't ask Jeremiah for his counsel on making that vessel. The potter didn't ask the clay, what do you want to be made? The potter made the vessel into another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. But here's what I want you to see. In order for that vessel to be made into another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make it, the original vessel had to be broken. Look at me. Do you agree? The original vessel had to be broken. And what was marring it had to be removed. That's what humankind rebels against. That's repentance. That's coming to the foot of the cross and saying, Oh God, I can't. I repent. Lord Jesus, save me.
has to be broken. And then made into another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. That's it. That's it. A vessel of honor. I am today all because Jesus didn't throw the clay away. Now, folks, I deserve to be thrown away. Now, I've been traveling this road a long time, and many of you have. And we can get very comfortable. We can get very, very comfortable. And we can think sometimes that that's just the way it is. But here's the reality. Even as we travel, sometimes we have to be broken again. And some of that Oh, selfishness. Some of that comfort that we've got in there has to be removed. So the Lord Jesus is seen more than us. So, Mr. Roscoe, will you sing it one more time? <laughs> this is our invitational hymn. Now, you're not going to... Have your heads bowed. If you know a part of the song as he sings it, do you have the words that you could put up? You don't have the words, do you? Okay. If you know some of the words when he's singing, then you can sing with him. But this is their invitation. Say, well, he's already sung it twice. I know he has. <laughs> I asked him to sing it the second time. I know. But I want you to listen this time in light of Jeremiah 18. Folks, the breaking is necessary. And God doesn't break to throw away, but to make into another vessel. It's possible this morning that you're in this room and you've never, ever been to the foot of the cross. You've never opened your heart in faith and repentance and said, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. Please, Lord Jesus, save me. Forgive my sin. Come into my life. Cleanse me. Save me. If you've never done that, then you come. I'll be here. Brother Roscoe.